to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric Sagala. Man, this guy again. Oh, yeah, again and again. That's right. We're back with another episode of the Elevated Sports Podcast. I am your host, Eric Sagala. You might remember me. Um, it's been a while since we've had one of these personal episodes. I've just been posting a lot of what we've done in our school for the radio portion side of things, of course. Uh, great help from all those guys, Michael Corrier, Jack Lynch, uh, Jeff Rohr, Michael Cromley, all those guys did a really great job on the show. Um, happy to work with them. They were uh, got through a lot of their insights on a lot of good things, especially baseball. Uh, they kind of schooled me on that, that that's for sure. Uh, if you notice, if you ever listen to those radio shows, I kind of get quiet once uh, baseball starts getting talked about, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, I know, I know the Rockies. And sadly, that's that's one, you know, stat that nobody really cares to know. Speaking of the Rockies, they're actually doing really good this year. I'm actually happy to see what they've been able to do. CJ Crone was at one point the uh, home run leader. That's pretty interesting. Uh, the Rockies really doing were doing really great until then they suddenly faced Philly the Phillies and uh yeah first time they got swept all season long but for a while there they didn't they have not lost a series up until that point of course I mean they kind of got like shot up out of the water and shot up in the air you know it was really bad um a lot of fielding issues obviously and uh got some some major fuck-ups by like you know veterans like Charlie Blackman who is you know usually legit but outside of that I mean Rockies have a really promising year so far, so I'm excited to watch them. Um, one of the big ones is that they beat the Dodgers. Um, my buddy Michael always refers to the Dodgers as being this year's favorite to win it all. Um, but when you lose to the Rockies and then you lose to uh, the Diamondbacks, it's kind of concerning. So, I mean, pretty bad. Outside of that, I mean, yeah, we didn't really talk since uh, before the Super Bowl. We talked about the Super Bowl preview. Didn't really... Uh, you know, cover the Super Bowl after it was done. A lot of things going on in my life, so a little update about that. Um, been kind of just uh, graduated the first part of the program at school at the uh, Colorado Media School. So I am now a certified broadcaster. So fancy me that. Anyways, um, around that time also I was uh, sw- switching jobs. So um, sadly my former employee, employer, whatever, um, wasn't going to work with me on a, a big issue, which is uh, happens to be my wedding. So I actually found a new job where they're going to be working with my schedule. And um, they're also going to be, yeah, give me those days off without any issue. So I'm happy to work for them. I'm happy to start my new career. And it's in the media field, which is awesome. Um, don't want to get too much information about that because uh, I really like it there. So outside of that this is just uh what's going on with me um got to watch the draft so yeah i've been uh, basically just been doing work you know focused on school focused with this new job uh, a lot of things changed um no longer doing my play-by-play um internship with uh regis at the time being just because due to my uh, schedule constantly changing it's basically at the end of the season for them um but do want to make a shout out to regis university by far from what i've able to see this year they were the most underrated 
uh, athletic program here in Colorado. So really big time congratulations on them. Uh, really want to shout out to Regis Women's Soccer and uh, Coach Kelly Brown, what she was able to do with that team. Fascinating work. Um, the basketball teams, both men and women's, they had uh, great runs and uh, they were very enjoyable to watch. And I think that's the uh, one part of the play-by-play that it definitely excelled. Um, only was able to do one softball game. That's when uh, things started changing and uh, the uncertainty of my schedule was basically going on. So, yeah, I had to take some time off of that, but uh, softball was fun. Um, baseball, I'm learning so much about uh, thanks to the guys at school. It's been awesome. Been awesome ride. So, uh, yeah, we didn't really get to celebrate the Rams and their victory beating the Bengals. So congratulations to the Rams from the Elevated Sports Podcast. I know it's well long overdue. We're already in the draft. Day one is over with. And a few surprises. First of all, one of my surprises is is I'm kind of shocked that the the amount of quarterbacks taken in the first round. One quarterback. And that was, of course, Kenny Pickett going staying home in Pittsburgh. I honestly thought that the way that the drafts have been in the past and the trends have been, you know, they overhype these quarterbacks so much going into the draft. And, you know, you're you're th- you're thinking, oh, wow, there's at least three guys that could possibly go last year. There was that thought. But then there was five quarterbacks taking. So maybe that has to do some of the amount of quarterbacks that were taken last year in the draft going into this next year. Maybe that's, you know, a lot of teams are pretty much set or still like, well, we need to figure out who we have. Um, but basically what I'm saying is last year, that draft, one of those quarterbacks is going to be the Josh Rosen of the group, uh, which is sad to say, you know, uh, not Josh Allen. I almost forgot his name earlier. I was like, who is that guy? I finally forgot his name. Josh Rosen, uh, first round bust. He was a straight up buster, not a straight up G and the gangster life wasn't for he either. Um, but basically what I'm saying is that this year was that was kind of like, you know, interesting take, you know, on uh, what everybody thought on the quarterbacks. They so downplayed it. I'm pretty sure the viewership of the draft kind of dropped because I imagine that, you know, the most important position in football is quarterback and everybody wants to see the quarterback succeed. So basically you look at the drafts and you want to see, oh, wow, I remember when he got drafted by this team. You want to see this guy where he starts off at. And that's a big moment for them. So the, the fact that they didn't hype any of the quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I mean... Only one quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Congratulations to him. With the Denver Broncos, of course, they did not go after quarterback. And thank God, because they made a trade earlier. Uh, first of all, this is what happened. We didn't really talk about it. So, talked about Vic Fangio and the Broncos' head coaching candidates. You know, we barely covered some of these guys. Gerard Mayo, Dan Quinn, who was a former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Biggest concern about him. Kellen Moore, uh, Cowboys offensive coordinator, uh, really did a great job with the Cowboys, but I think that's just the talent that they have on the field and not so much Kellen Moore. Plus, he doesn't have a whole lot of experience, so that's basically why he wasn't picked in any of the head coaching positions. Nathaniel Hackett, um, Packers offensive coordinator, that was one name that kept coming up. Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell. Doug Peterson, former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, took him to the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, unlike Dan Quinn. Um, then there was also Jim Harbaugh, who took the 49ers to the Super Bowl, but lost. Um, he was coming off of a great season in Michigan. Um, and was in the top four teams. Granted, of course, you know, they got slaughtered in that first round. But that's what you expect. Um, then there was also talks about Eric's or uh, <laughs> Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Obviously, 
there's some big concerns about Eric Bieniemy. I don't know what it is. Nobody has hired this guy for the past couple of seasons. He's been part of the top-rated offenses. He does call the plays on offense, and it sounds like he doesn't. He doesn't what I guess uh, interview well. So um, I guess you know some people don't take tests well. I know that for a fact. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, Brian Flores was also a candidate uh, who was ended up suing the NFL due to uh, racial discrimination. And like we've mentioned on the show, um, you know he, he had talked about the Denver Broncos organization in particular, um, saying that John Elway showed up drunk to a sham interview just to check a box. Um, maybe I've been through a particular situation with a current local radio station. Um, went in for an interview when I was job hunting. I uh, wanted to look into things on radio side and got interviewed. And I felt like uh, the guy didn't have anything. He didn't care at all to hear what I had to say. And uh, basically looked disinterested in every answer I gave him. Um, it looked like he already made up his decision. I could read people pretty well. So that's what I got out of the interview. And then, of course, yeah, he gave me the same old sham like a week later. Oh, yeah, you know, great. We had other great guys, blah, blah, blah just seemed like he already made up his mind and uh yeah just uh did not get into the radio side of things i'm actually with the tv side of things now so we'll see how uh you know i can manage my way into a uh, good position for me and my family because uh, speaking of which yeah getting married in july can't wait it's gonna be exciting um but that was the issue with my former job tried uh working that in the schedule somebody with more seniority than me took it so, had to be like, yeah, well, can't stick around here anymore. What, I'm supposed to just call in on my wedding? That's pathetic. So, moved on. Um, and then, yeah, I, I remember looking at a few uh, few drafts here. Uh, oh, we're still talking about the head coaching position search for the Broncos. Uh, they ended up going with uh, Packers. Packers offensive coordinator. Nathaniel Hackett. So about Nathaniel Hackett, didn't know much about him um, other than he coached the 2017 offense with Blake Bortles, took that team to the AFC Championship. Um, They eventually lost to the New England Patriots. Great. Another one of those teams. Um, Great defense overall is what really carried him. But, you know, he was part of that offense. Um, And he was also part of the Packers offense where, you know, Aaron Rodgers had won two MVPs. So, congratulations for him. He is now the 18th head coach in Denver Bronco history. So excited to have him. Dan Quinn, he decides to stay in Dallas because he was really banking on that Denver Bronco job. Uh, Mike McCarthy's job is safe currently because there was a question about that. Um, Yeah. Um, What else we got going on for us? Uh, The Bears, they hired GM Ryan Poles from the Chiefs, um, who was the former, he was the Chiefs executive director of player personnel then they also signed head coach uh, former Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus I love saying that name Jags interviewed Vic Fangio nothing came of that they actually go with Doug Peterson former head coach he's gonna do really good things with him and uh, the rookie Lawrence so hopefully he can help that team and turn them around because yeah the old man he he uh, he kind of ruined that team for a little bit. Just all the adversity that was going on with him. Urban Meyer, what an excuse of a coach. Um, yeah, he kind of just destroyed things. So hopefully, you know, 
Doug Peterson will turn things around there. You know, I like to see that. Uh, the Giants hired uh, Brian Dable. He was a former Bills offensive coordinator. And they, the Bills have uh, promoted um, Ken Dorsey to offensive coordinator for that role. The Raiders finally get rid of uh, GM Mike Mayock. They have hired Patriots director, player personnel, Davis Ziegler. Um, I, Mike Mayock, I knew it was a joke uh, from the get-go. Um, a lot of people want to put that, you know, he, he hired um, Gruden to the team. And, uh, you know, John Gruden, you had all those emails. Like, like he knew what was going on. I, I don't know. That's 100% on him. But more of the fact that uh, he did really bad just drafting for talent. Um, just, I, I don't know. He, he's kind of been bad at the draft, to be honest. But he's been like this dude who's been overhyped on the NFL Network. He was the draft expert. And that's why he got hired on to be the GM of the Las Vegas Raiders. And that was basically a bad move on that organization. But that's what happens when you got to trash like the Raiders. Oh, I'm taking swings. No, to be honest, as a Bronco fan and... Uh, I'm kind of scared of the Raiders. Out of all the teams, I'm not worried about the Chiefs anymore. They're on a down. They're they're heading downhill. The Chargers, you know, it's, it's the Chargers. Chargers gonna charger. And then these Raiders. I'm like, oh god. First of all, Josh McDaniels to the Raiders is a genius move on the football fan base. Basically, that just cre- recreates the hatred that. Bronco fans, Raider fans have for each other. Now we might get a taste of our own medicine, which is horrible to think. Could you imagine the same thing that happens to Josh McDaniels happens to that that happened to uh, Mike Shanahan? You know, Mike Shanahan was a coach for the Oakland Raiders. Things didn't work out. Goes with the Broncos. Things go off right away. Two Super Bowls. Josh McDaniels didn't work out in Denver his first two years. Uh, well, it was like a year and a half. And then the second half was uh, cut short. Uh, but yeah, then now he goes with the Raiders, man. This is going to be interesting. I hope he just crashes and fails, to be honest. But it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Sean Payton, legendary head coach of the New Orleans Saints. He's stepping down. Um, there was also talks about he was awaiting on that Dallas job once they get rid of... Uh, once they get rid of uh, good old... Damn, see, I'm forgetting. Mike Mike McCarthy. Too many Mikes, man. Just, God, they're all over the place now. Um, yeah, Mike McCarthy. I don't know. If they're going to get rid of him, just get rid of him. It's kind of pointless, but whatever. Um, yeah. And then uh, just crazy stuff going on in the league. The uh, Denver Nuggets, their season finally comes to an end. Um, it's kind of sad to see. Not really. Um, knew this was happening. Uh, w- with the the amount of uh, you know, the amount of injuries that the Nuggets have had to deal with, there was no way that they were going to get past a very healthy Golden State. Like if they if Steph Curry came into into that series and he was not playing at a hundred percent, then oh yeah, I would have felt like oh yeah, the Nuggets have it can at least you know make it into a series. No, we got the the healthy Steph Curry that everybody knows and loves, the MVP. One of the greatest shooters of all time. Uh, Steph Curry is amazing. You can't deny that. I'm not going to sit here and deny it. You know who else is amazing? The other Splash Brother, Clay Thompson. You know who else is amazing? Jordan Poole. You know who else is amazing? Just everybody that played hard for that Golden State Warriors. You know who's not amazing? Is that P.O.S. Draymond Green. 
ah, I couldn't believe that guy got away with the many fouls as he did. The eye poke, the tripping of Aaron Gordon because, you know, he's throwing a little fake because he got shoved to the ground. You know what, dude? And he didn't even get called to technical for that. Bogus, man. It was absolute bogus. Couldn't believe it. Um, Also, in other news, the Broncos are officially up for sale. You know, get your name in there. So, yeah, found the new the new head coach for the Denver Broncos. Um, we also added on to, uh, well, some of the other hirings. I forgot to mention Lovey Smith to the Houston Texans, which is smart. Um, they were actually going to go with Josh McCown, I believe, who has no NFL coaching experience. And uh, after, you know, the whole Brian Flores situation, they were like, no, you got to hire this dude. So they went with Lovey Smith, which I actually think is a great move. If you can take your quarterbacks who are Kyle Orton and Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl, you got to be a really good head coach, man. I'm just saying that's that's amazing. So good for him. Good for the Houston Texans. That might be very good for them. It'd be a very interesting defensive team. They also went defensively on the draft. So we'll also get into that. Dennis Allen, the head coach of the now New Orleans Saints, former Denver Bronco defensive coordinator, former head coach of the uh, Oakland Raiders. Uh, Matt Eberflus, Chicago Bears, mentioned that one. Mike McDaniel to the Miami Dolphins. This dude looks like a total nerd, bro. Like, he used to get shoved into lockers by the jocks in high school, bro. That's what Mike McDaniel looks like. Thick frame glasses, scrawny little dude, and cracking jokes every five seconds. Great hire. No, not great hire. This is a down, down, this is the back step for the Miami Dolphin organization. They messed up. Should have stuck with Brian Flores. He's doing great for that team. So, interesting. Guys, you got to watch out for the Dolphins this year. Got to keep a close eye on them. Um, on here, I wrote Mike McDaniel in my book, Head coach Miami Daniels. So maybe it was the right choice. I don't know. Kevin O'Connell, head coach the Minnesota Vikings. He was the Rams offensive coordinator. So good hire for him. Um, yeah, and then the Broncos signed Justin Outen for the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Uh, quarterback coach is Clint Kubiak, bringing out some uh, old names out there. It's awesome to see. And then Ijiro Evero, defensive coordinator for our team. Can't wait to see what he can do. He's uh, from the Los Angeles Rams, that coaching staff. So he got promoted to defensive coordinator. Let's see what he can do. And then the Broncos also hired Dwayne Stooks, special teams coordinator for this team. And then the best news of all was a one fabulous day. Passed out with my daughter in my arms, you know, because when you like snuggle with a baby, they like just heat up your ribs and then you just pass out. Um, And life is good at that point. Held her in my arms and then I got a phone call waking up from like multiple phone calls, missed phone calls. My dad calls me and he's like, yeah, Broncos got Russell Wilson. I was like, what? So it was awesome. It was a great way to wake up, you know, hear that great news. Traded him, got rid of Drew Locke, Noah Fant. Unfortunately, we lost Shelby Harris in that trade. Uh, big fan of Shelby Harris. Not so much Noah Fant. Um, just didn't see much of him as a total tight end package. Um, liability when it came to uh, just pass rush. And also, you know, he just didn't really play like a playmaker. He would get tackled right away. He never had a broken tackle. Meanwhile, you have like a hard fighting tight end like Albert Okuwebunon. And everybody is shocked that I can say that name so easily, but I worked on it. So I'm excited to see him, but I'm hoping this that this possibly can happen, that the Denver Broncos find a way to trade or maybe, you know, somehow he drops to him. Mm-hmm. Trey McBride from CSU. That would be awesome. That would be great for the organization. Everybody would be so stoked. I would be stoked. 
I wouldn't be able to believe it. I'd be losing my mind. Bobby Wagner to the Rams. That was an interesting move. Uh, couldn't believe that one. But we kind of covered some of these moves um, in the radio show. You can always go back and listen to all those. Uh, if you're listening to this one, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can go back and listen to all the other episodes. Um, but yeah, um, boxing-wise, I mean, I don't know if you guys were able to see Earl Spence Jr. fighting Jordanis Ugas. I'm not saying his name right. I'm sorry. He was a welterweight. 10th round knockout. Um... You know, he unifies the WBA, WBC, IBF welterweight titles, um, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I also want to mention a few other Rockies that have done great. You know, I've seen Ty Block, Ty Black come in and uh, save the Rockies. Connor Joe has been awesome to watch. I'm so happy that we have him on our team. Um, Sam Hilliard and Brandon Rogers. Brandon Rogers is the big one for me. Uh, he, he's the biggest, you know biggest liability on the team especially when it comes to filling i'm not a big fan of uh inglesias either jose inglesias has also been problematic uh fielding he can hit the ball he's great but you know I, i've been really paying attention to these rockies this year and uh i'm just seeing what i what i don't like and what i do like russell wilson and sierra buy a 25 million dollar home here in colorado uh most expensive home ever bought here it's like a castle bro it's uh 20 000 feet Square feet, um, four, this is weird though, four bedroom, 12 baths, ratio is really off there, nine car garage, that's, it's kind of badass, indoor pool, game room, basketball court, and a theater, that's a big one for me, I told my fiance, uh, yesterday, I was like, you know, if there's only two things I could ever want, film room, and a man cave, it's gotta be different though, like, film room could be like, you know, theater-esque, Man cave can be like, you know, sports, dude, because that's the way I be, man. I just need a place where I can watch my stuff, you know, uh, otherwise it's either my phone or my computer or, uh, you know, maybe I'm able to stream it on one of the devices. Definitely can stream soccer through uh, Paramount Plus, which is pretty cool. So uh, big fan of soccer now. I love it. It's one of my sports now. Uh, what else happens? Stefan Gilmore. Signed to the Colts, that should put him over the edge. I hope that the Colts get Julio Jones. That'd be great. That'd be a big move. Robbie Anderson, um, he's not wanting Baker Mayfield to uh, come to Carolina. Um, you know, by especially voicing his opinions on Instagram, saying no. But we'll see what happens because he was the, at one point the Panthers were favored to get Baker Mayfield, but nothing's happened yet. So interesting there. I know the Colts worked out Desmond Ritter. Obviously, they didn't draft him. The Lions also met with Kenny Pickett. And that's why I had made that bet with Michael uh, this past week about, oh, yeah, they're going to, you know, the Lions would be that team to draft a quarterback that high up. And I thought they were going to do it, and they didn't do it. So kind of surprised there, but that's why I lost $10. Oh, well. Uh, Trayvon Walker, we had mentioned, was trending all throughout the draft. And, uh, yeah, went number one overall. But I to be honest, after watching these guys in their film, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be the best edge rusher out of all of them. I think he's got all the qualities that you can look for. Everyone's starting to mention that the concern about Aiden Hutchinson was his arm length, which is kind of crazy. It also has to do with Kenny Pickett's hand size. We're going to see what happens because Drew, Drew Brees had small hands and look at his Hall of Fame career. Although Jeff Rohr of the Unlimited Sports Show kind of had his opinions about that saying that he's the most overrated quarterback, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. He's a Hall of Famer. He's great. Anywho, 
Um, USFL came back. Can you believe it? Um, no Denver goal, though, which is very disappointing. But that's okay. I'm half paying attention to it. Not really. I'm not really. I just watched the opening game, which is fun to see football back on. Um, it's just, you know, I don't know the teams. Don't know the players. I don't know what to root for. I'm just kind of watching the new sport slowly form. And, you know, some people who are crazy about football are probably looking at this and, you know, saying, this is epic. We're going to watch the new franchise. I don't know how long the USFL lasts. I hope that they use the USFL and the XFL as like minor leagues, you know, um, team can like sign up one of these guys you know he played uh for the new jersey generals in the spring um had this many ranks and we could bring him on the nfl team and that's what i hope to see and if so then it's going to be you know a great success oh um offensively quarterback wise guys just want to say in the draft out of everybody that's in there the best quarterback i honestly think is going to be matt corral the reason i say that is because i've watched nothing but film on these guys the numbers say Kenny Pickett, okay? And then Matt Corral, then Sam Howell, and then Malik Willis. One big concern about Malik Willis, he's crazy athletic. Don't get me wrong, crazy athletic, like Lamar Jackson. His numbers, though, suggest that they should be a lot higher than they are for the division that he is in, or the conference, I mean. Um, he played for Liberty, so he's not in, you know, a high, you know, high-rated school, so... That was one concern, that his numbers weren't, you know, shooting upwards. Desmond Ritter is a four-year starter for Cincinnati. Um, he's had some good ups, some down. Um, but he has the longevity of the career, so he's probably more pro-ready than most of these guys. Then also they have Carson Strong. Uh, don't see much, you know, explosiveness from Carson Strong. I didn't see, you know, much anything that it, it impressed me with Kenny Pickett. But set. Matt Corral, he's the one quarterback that just looks naturally like a like a good quarterback. Like he has the mechanics down. He knows what he's doing when he plays for Ole Miss, so that's exciting. Um, and then also during this, you know, we've had the terrible news about Dwayne Haskins passing away. Um, which you know, I, I honestly felt like this dude could take over the starting role from Trubisky. I don't think it was much of a uh, much of a quarterback competition at that point. I think he was better, but that's probably why they drafted a quarterback here and they got their guy. Kenny Pickett doesn't have to move far, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, another local Colorado news. Um, obviously, the Avs, best team in the NFL, in the, well, second best team in the NHL due to points. Uh, looks like the Carolina Panthers won the President's Trophy. Congratulations to them. We don't need it. Colorado Avalanche got theirs last year. They're going after that Stanley Cup, baby. And, yeah, they have the most points in franchise history with 119 after have, losing that shootout. Could you imagine? They could have. Oh, they were so close. But anyways, Avalanche don't need that that trophy. Didn't do much for us last year. So going to go into this one. Looks like we're going to play uh, the Dallas Stars, get some revenge from uh, early exit playoff loss to them, uh, I think, two years ago. So let's get going. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. Um other teams in Colorado, of course, the uh, terrible Colorado Rapids. I don't know what happened to them this year. They were the number one team in the West last year off to a you know, pretty decent start. They're better than what they are now. They're 2-2-3, two, two, and three, I believe. So, or 2-3-2. Two, and two. I don't remember how, they, how you list it in soccer. It's different. Draws, losses. You know, you got to include those. I think they have three draws, two losses, two wins. Not an impressive season. I think they have like seven points. Um, so that's disappointing. 
uh, hopefully, you know, they can do something better things. I don't know. Um, I also want to mention, you know, like uh, in MLB, I've been watching Seiya Suzuki from the Chicago Cubs. Really good player. Uh, probably keep an eye out for him. The NBA Finalist MVP, Nikola Jokic, could possibly win it again. But after this first round exit, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Might be Embiid. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. At the Kumpo, too. There, those are the three finalists. But Nikola Jokic should win it because he was the first player in in NBA history to hit 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. First player in NBA history. Now, that is incredible. Those numbers are off the charts. Why is he not just already selected? So, I think it should happen. Um, go Nikola Jokic. Um, defensive player of the year, I think, was given to Marcus Smart from Boston, which obviously was well given because that defense in Boston is great. Rookie of the year, I think, is down to Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, and Evan Mobley. I think it might be Evan Mobley, but a lot of people might say Kate Cunningham. Um, most play, most improved player, John Morant. It's between him, Dejounte Murray, and Darius Garland. Definitely say John Morant. John Morant was off the chains. Excited to watch him. Sixth man of the year is going to go to Tyler here from Miami. He's been great off the bench. Um, and then coach of the year, I don't know. It's between Taylor Jenkins of Memphis, Eric Sprolstra of Miami, and Monty Williams of Phoenix. also kind of mentioned those guys in the uh, radio show as well. Let's go ahead and move on to the draft. How about that? Uh, let's go ahead and get into it because, yeah, after the Denver Broncos not, you know, using this you know draft to their to their advantage is like they, they, they normally would they're actually traded away their number one pick and a second round pick to uh get their guy and russell wilson i cannot wait to see what russell wilson's gonna cook up here in denver also had a fire at uh invesco field or excuse me um sorry it's changed empower field at mile high had some fire that just kind of burnt some of the seatings and some of the sweet in you know some of the uh higher end uh what do they call them sweet boxes whatever the hell they are um yeah so they, they kind of burnt some seats we'll see what happens i think it's an omen that the broncos are going to start cooking up something dangerous <laughs> get it dangerous if you don't get it it's fine uh, i'm just out here making myself sound like a fool but that's okay you're the one listening to me not the other way around <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um yeah also head coaching news jay wright of villanova he's uh stepping down um he said he didn't have the competitive edge that he used to have also the uh coach k from duke he finally retired just absolutely crazy man just some of the things that's been going on um I know the Rapids did make a trade for Gaisi Zardes. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Probably not. Um, and I know the Giants were shopping Kadarius Toney, uh, which was a former first-round wide receiver. Nothing has uh, come up with that. Tom Brady reconstructed his contract, uh, cleared $9 million in his cap space. Three teams were looking at Debo, and it seems like the Jets are the favorite team. Earl Thomas wants to return to the NFL. He's 33 years old, which is an interesting thing. Seven-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl champion. And uh, Michael Cabrera hit 3,000 uh, hits in his career. Joins an elite list of players who have uh, certain, I think it was like 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Uh, so good for him. Um, 
Also, NHL legend Guy Lafleury passed away. He was a five-time Stanley Cup champion, passed away at 70 years old. And a few teams honored him, uh, which was, you know, really good. Um, a lot of crazy things going on in the NBA playoffs, though. You know, uh, sounds like everybody kind of moving on here. Now I'm supposed to get to the draft, but now I'm all distracted about what else is going on in the uh, in the good old war- world here. Um, yeah, the NBA playoffs have been fun, but you know what's been really crazy is some of these fans out there now. I don't know what they're they're. Why would you spend so much money just to go out there and get tackled? Uh, whether what whatever you're protesting isn't there like you know a cheaper way of protesting i think it's kind of ridiculous but last night um, we had a few teams move on they are advancing first of all the nuggets put up a pathetic good fight not really um they lost to the golden state warriors they held in that one for a good moment uh, lost 102 98 nikola Jokic had 30 points but so does steph curry he's, he's one of the best shooters Chicago moved on that same day. They beat Milwaukee 116 to 100. Anthony was great, 33 points. Uh, so they're going to move on. Can't wait to see that matchup. And then uh, Philly last night moved on against Toronto. They won the series 4 2. Philadelphia ended the night 132 to 97. The entire crowd was saying, fuck Embiid. And he said, well, fuck you too, or something like that. I'm not too sure. Somewhere around those lines. But, uh, yeah, he beat Toronto after Toronto beat him and made him cry. Wee! Um, so good for him. And my buddy Michael was concerned that they were going to lose that series. I was like, come on, you're, you're high. He's such a downer. He's a good guy, though. Phoenix, they finally hold off New Orleans, who was scary good on defense. They were holding Chris Paul to, uh, you know, minimum points. But last night, he was perfect. 14 out of 14, 33 points. And the Phoenix... Suns beat the New Orleans Pelicans 115-109. Great matchup. I was a big fan of Jose Alvarado. Can't wait to see where his career goes. Um, Huge fan of that guy. And I can't wait. Um, In the same night, there was another team that moved on. Oh, yeah. Dallas beat Utah in their own home. Dallas won 98-96. Luka Doncic with 24 points off of, you know, he's injured. He's kind of playing half half pace, so yeah, he did a great job. Donovan Mitchell had 23 points. I think Utah's going to blow things up. I don't think things are working out for them, so they got to make some changes. It's really bad, so bad over there. Um, so yeah, that's what's we got going on. We got to get Milwaukee. Okay. Oh, and uh, we get Friday, Memphis at Minnesota. This is uh, Memphis leads three two. We'll see if Memphis puts up a good enough fight and can hold a lead. Uh, Sunday, we'll get Milwaukee at Boston at 11 a.m. You can find that on ABC. Minnesota at Memphis on ABC as well. Then Monday, May 2nd, Phoenix at Miami and Dallas at Phoenix. And then we'll see what else goes on in the NBA playoffs. We'll be covering it. I'll be doing my best to cover the playoffs and... uh, Hopefully things settle in a little more and I'll come out with a more consistent, you know, episodes. I had no, I have been in the past, but that's because we're kind of forcing to do so at school in the draft and we're talking sports. So why not use this material? That's what I'm saying. Okay. So the draft started off Jacksonville Jaguars, second year in a row, first overall pick, and they're going to go defense this side. They got Trevor Lawrence in the first round or the first pick overall last year. Trevor Lawrence had some small signs of greatness and a lot of signs of 
playing like a rookie. So hopefully his uh, things, you know, turn out for him. Like Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl his second year. Incredible. With the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, let's see. Anybody can do it. It's it's not impossible. Trayvon Walker, first overall pick. Defensive end from Georgia. Goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. A great pick. I think that these three pass rushers were all great choices, um, including Aiden Hutchinson and, of course, the guy who I think is going to be the best, Kayvon Thibodeau. But in the second pick is the Detroit Lions. Wrong about that one. I had mentioned that. I had said it's going to be a quarterback. <laughs> Wrong dead wrong Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan he stays in Detroit so defensive end great player exciting to watch him and his career he's going to do great things regardless of his small arms Houston Texans could have gotten Kayvon Thibodeau right here and then at that point they would have drafted four epic defensive pass rushers because when you think about it Mario Williams great guy he put fear in quarterback's eyes they didn't like playing against him you had J.J. Watt and then you had Jadavion Clowney all three of their careers did not finish off in Houston, obviously, because nobody wants to play in Houston. So, Houston Texans actually go defensive back this time. Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. Going to be interesting to watch him. Thought it was going to be Sauce Gardner. I thought Sauce Gardner was the best corner in this draft. So, New York Jets, they select Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. So, they got their corner. Next is New York Giants. They go with Kayvon Thibodeau. They got themselves a really great edge rusher from Oregon. He's going to do great things. I'm really excited about Thibodeau. Um, He's been the most consistent, talked about guy, uh, only until the draft got closer that his name started to drop. But I think he's going to be the best player on this team, or in this draft, I believe. Carolina Panthers, they go with Iki Ekwonu, offensive tackle from North Carolina State. Great build great dude can't wait to see him going new york giants with a trade from chicago of course got evan neal offensive tackle from alabama another great choice both of those tackles top top tier guys atlanta falcons who i thought was going to get a quarterback and thought we might look at malik willis actually decide to trade to surprise everybody and go after drake london wide receiver from usc maybe building Mariota some weapons down there could be interesting Seattle Seahawks, this trade from Denver, the good old Russell Wilson trade. Denver's not even worried about it. Denver was just sitting at home watching Russell Wilson highlights. Who wouldn't? I've done it too. They go after Charles Cross, offensive tackle from Mississippi State. New York Jets go after Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State. So New York Jets slowly building that team. They went defense and offense, like their little strategy. Um, Giants also, same thing, defense and offense. New Orleans, with the trade through Washington, of course. Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State. Detroit Lions from Minnesota. Um, the Lions select Jamison Williams, another wide receiver from Alabama. So, hey, maybe that's giving some great weapons to their Jared Goff, and they're going to go with Jared Goff, and I hope they do, because I think that dude is totally overhated, um, just like Baker Mayfield. I think he can do things. Philadelphia, their trade from Houston, their trade from Cleveland. Philadelphia selected Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. Baltimore Ravens went after Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. This Kyle Hamilton guy, I actually think was the uh, top 10, like top, the top, top uh, defensive back player in this draft. So him slipping to 14, I think the Ravens got a steal. And uh, yeah, they're going to have still have a good secondary and can't wait to see him i think he's gonna do things uh houston texans 
with a trade from Philly and their trade from Miami. Houston Texans select Kenyon Green, an offensive lineman from Texas A&M, Washington Commanders. This one was funny. It was a trade from New Orleans, from Philly, from Indianapolis. And Washington, they go after Johan Dotson or Jahan Dotson, wide receiver from Penn State. Los Angeles Chargers go after Zion Johnson, offensive line from Boston College. Tennessee Titans via trade from Philly, their trade from New Orleans. Titans select Traylon Burks from wide receiver from Arkansas, New Orleans Saints. A trade through Philly. Go after Trevor Penning, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. Pittsburgh Steelers, they draft the only quarterback in the first round. Off the quarterback from Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett. So, guy doesn't have to go anywhere. Great pick. I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a decent quarterback. Don't think he's going to be the best, but I think Matt Crowell's going to be the best one. Kansas City Chiefs through New England. Trent McDuffie, cornerback from Washington. Green Bay Packers. Trade from Las Vegas. Uh, this was the uh, good old uh, Devontae Adams trade. So, with that pick, the Packers select Quay Walker, linebacker from Georgia. They replace Sire uh, Alexander. So, um, that's going to be an interesting one. Can't wait to see. Whatever. They, they traded their middle linebacker, or they, they got a middle linebacker to replace their middle linebacker. They lost to free agency. Good for them. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, the straight through New England, got Trent McDuffie, cornerback from Washington, Green Bay Packers through, oh yeah, I already mentioned those ones. Buffalo Bills through uh, Baltimore through Arizona. They get Kair Elam, cornerback from Florida. Dallas Cowboys go after Tyler Smith, offensive tackle from Tulsa. Baltimore Ravens, with this trade from Buffalo, go after Tyler Lindenbaum, center for Iowa. New York Jets, this trade from Tennessee, go after Jermaine Johnson II, defensive end from Florida State. Jacksonville Jaguars via Tampa Bay. This one happened uh, close to the end of the night. They go after Devin Lloyd. Um, So I think Tampa Bay gets the first pick in the second round. Um, And they might go after a tight end. Uh, So they might get Trey McBride and still right there at the beginning. But we'll see. Devin Lloyd, uh, yeah, goes to Jacksonville Jaguars. Linebacker from Utah, who's a really good player, I think. Green Bay Packers go after Devontae Wyatt. Defensive tackle from Georgia. New New England Patriots. This trade was from Kansas City. This trade was from Miami and from San Francisco. They go after Cole Strange, not Dr. Strange. Uh, he was a guard from Tennessee, Chattanooga, whatever. Um, yeah, that name. Kansas City Chiefs, they go after George Karlaftis, edge rusher from Purdue. I think he's a really good player. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's hyped for sure. Cincinnati Bengals, Daxton Hill, safety from Michigan, and Minnesota Vikings end the first round with a trade from Detroit from Los Angeles Rams. Lewis Cole, a safety from Georgia. Here's a few names that are still available. Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty. He had a 6.41 grade, highest player ranked that is still available. Matt Corral, quarterback from Ole Miss. He's 6.40. Nicobe Deem, I think, is the next best linebacker. Thought he was a first rounder. He dropped. Linebacker from Georgia, 6.4 uh, grade. I feel like whoever has an opportunity to snag him and needs him. Broncos, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Or Trey McBride, ten, tight end from CSU. He had a 6.31. Brees Hall, running back from Iowa, had a 6.38. And David Ojabu, 
edge rusher from Michigan, 6.39. So, yeah, that's what we got going on. We mentioned the NBA playoffs, uh, NHL playoffs. Should be starting soon. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what the Broncos do in this next round. I'm excited to see it. Um, we're going to start wrapping up the show now because, uh, yeah, I feel like it was a good, good, energized, you know, information dump on you people. So, uh, yeah, take my knowledge and uh, go about your day with it because uh, sports are always fun to follow. I'm a huge fan of sports. Love sports and everything about them. But, uh, you know, it's just so – I've just been so fortunate in my life to live in a, a, a state that has – all these um, different franchises in all the major sports that we can follow. Um, the only thing I wish that we would have, you know, uh, maybe have a WNBA team, you know, or a national women's soccer team. Then we'll be legit and we'll be, you know, fully represented because everything else we got. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, it's been great because when I was born, there was only two states or two teams here in this state. There's the Denver Broncos and Denver Nuggets. Then in 93, of course, we got the Colorado Rockies. And uh, boy, has that been a headache. Then we got the uh, Colorado Avalanche, which been a freaking blessing from the gods above. It's one of the best, most talked about franchises in NHL history. And I love the Avs. Uh, who doesn't? The Avs are doing great things this year. Nazem Kadri, oh, he's been amazing. So... <laughs> It's been, yeah, it's been really fortunate to, to be able to watch all these teams and to, to cover them. And, you know, I, I love my local sports franchises. I don't think there'd be any other teams that I would want to follow if I've been given that opportunity. This is where I'm from, and these teams make me proud. Except for the Rockies, sometimes the Nuggets. Um, Avs are the most consistent one, and the Broncos have been in darkness for the past five years, so... Now with Russell Wilson, I hope things change, and I'm excited for this next season. I'm excited for our new season of the Elevated Sports Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to follow me. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, just look up Elevated Sports Podcast. You can find me on uh, Twitter. Don't do a whole lot with Twitter, but I'm on there. Elevated underscore Sigala, S-I-G-A-L-A. Um, thank you so much. Um, make sure you give a listen. If you like this podcast, make sure you share it with your friends or your other sports fanatics. And uh, yeah, keep the conversation going. Just reach out to me on uh, social media. Email me at elevatedsports at gmail.com or elevatedsportspodcast at gmail.com. Um, send me an email. Uh, we'll read it. My cousin Bruno sent me something. Didn't get a chance to read it uh, because what he we were talking about was the Aaron Rodgers trade. Never got to an episode at that point. So I'm apologize for that, my buddy. Um, if you want to send me another or you want to give me more hits, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Just, yeah, just reach out. Um, it's been great. So I love doing these podcasts and I'll uh, do my best to keep on coming out with some new ones. So uh, this has been Eric Segala. You've been listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Stay elevated. This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.